Hello, my name is Maeve Bechler. I am a life and cancer coach with Manta Cares and a doctor. And I am here with Molly Lindquist, who also works with Manta Cares. Um, we wanted to demonstrate what a typical coaching session is like for you. Um, so we brought Molly on today because she is new to coaching. Yes, my name is Molly Lindquist, as Maeve mentioned. I am an almost 11-year cancer survivor. Um, next week, as a matter of fact. And um, I've been working with Maven Samira on tools for cancer caregivers and patients and uh, decided it was time to actually try out this tool with Maeve. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited too. <laughs> All right. So Molly, what is it you'd like to work on today? I've been giving this a lot of thought, Maeve. Um, <laughs> there are many, many things that I could improve on in life in general, but I think you know, one of the things that I've always struggled with, and more so, I think, since cancer is focus and focusing on, okay. you know, um, both living in the moment and focusing on specific, you know, goals, tasks, etc., versus being a little bit all over the place. Mm -hmm. So any help you can provide with that is greatly appreciated. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So it sounds like you did your homework. <laughs> And you would like to focus on focus today, um, yes. specifically living in the moment, but also focusing on tasks. And um, just as a side, if I'm looking down, I'm not like texting my mom asking how her colonoscopy went or like what my husband wants for dinner. I'm taking notes. I'm a note taker as a coach. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so Molly, great goal. What specifically do you want to achieve by the end of the session today? Well, I think I'm hoping to just talk through some, you know, tactics to help mm -hmm. bring in that focus piece. So, mm -hmm. you know, again, I have never done coaching, so I'm very curious, um, you know, if, if there are any things we can work through that kind of gets me to a place where, you know, I'm able to at least pause before going, you know, kind of all over the place as I tend to do. Um, so I think that's kind of my goal is really to get that um, pause moment in place, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it sounds like you tend to be going in many different directions at once and that's not helping your focus. How true yes. is that? That is 100% true. <laughs> it also sounds like inserting a moment of pause might be very helpful for you in sort yes. of reorienting, reorienting your focus. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And um, so specifically, you want to work through possible tactics, as you say, to sort of get you to take that pause moment. Yeah, I think that would be really helpful. And I'm sure other things will come up along the way, but yes. <laughs> and how will we know we're successful by the end of the session today? Um, I think that if I can repeat to you <laughs> some things to think about, um, I think that I will call that a win for sure. I think okay. part of this whole focus thing <laughs> is the ability to... The ultimate test. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Some great awareness you have. <laughs> Trial by fire, maybe. Here we go. <laughs> no pressure. You're being recorded. <laughs> exactly. 
Okay. <laughs> um, and Molly, why is focus important to you? I think that, you know, post-cancer especially, there's mm -hmm. this kind of battle internally of, you know, packing as much as possible before this cancer thing comes back potentially. So mm -hmm. I think that creates a bit of chaos in terms of, I need to do this with my kids and I need to do this professionally. And then I want to be, you know, here and there. And there's just a lot of stuff and it feels a little bit um, pressured by that. You know, I kind of call it the cancer devil on my, on my shoulder. That's you mm -hmm. know, kind of always there. Um, you know, reminding me that time is not a given. And so you better do as mm -hmm. much as you can. <laughs> Yeah. And then on the flip side, so the battle, really, the other side of it is um, trying to enjoy the moment and actually, you know, mm -hmm. like take it in and experience it and not always constantly be thinking about, okay, what's next? You know, whether that's what's next on the list for the day or what's next on the list for, you know, what I want to do with life. I think that is something I struggle with is balancing having goals and having you know, that mm -hmm. list piece, but also having, you know, the, the, the day-to-day -day kind of absorption of uh, life. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's incredibly important for you to work on focus because, um, it sounds like you are trying to make the most out of life in every moment, every, squeeze every hour out of every day. But it sounds like you're realizing that this is actually counterproductive. Like you're not actually able to marinate in the beauty of each moment. You're just kind of sprinting from one moment to the next. Totally. 100%. Okay. And how would it feel for you to maybe go through one day where you could marinate in beautiful moments? I think... Theoretically, it would be wonderful. <laughs> I think, you know, I think what's going to be difficult or a challenge for me to, to kind of balance is that idea of I'm enjoying this moment, but here's, you know, what you need to do next. And here's, you know, it's that little kind of internal voice of, you know, and, and even, you know, that internal voice will reprimand, like, enjoy this moment, but also think about, you know, <laughs> pack one more thing in. <laughs> Exactly. So I think it would be wonderful. I think it would be amazing to be able to just, you know, sit and absorb and enjoy and, mm -hmm. and even, even not enjoy, to be honest with you, because I think it's just it's the, all like, part of it. Yeah, it's all part of it. And just kind of having those feelings, allowing time for those feelings, I think is something that I'm not very good about. Yeah, I wanted to sort of touch on that, actually. Um, and I love that you brought it up. It's, I'm curious what being essentially busy means to you and how is that serving you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, being busy is definitely just having a lot of hats that I wear, I would say. So it's mm -hmm. kind of the mom piece, the professional piece, the wife piece, the friend piece, the, you know, support for other people going through cancer piece. The, mm -hmm. um, I think there are just a lot of different roles. And I think 
you know, what I'm starting to realize is you can't be good at everything, right? You have to kind of pick and choose or at least allocate better in terms of the energy expended towards, towards each of those roles. And I think the focus piece specifically will help with determining, okay, what is kind of the triage system, right? Like what is, mm-hmm. um, you know, not only the most pressing or the most important, but what do I want to focus on? And it's okay if that might not be what, you know, they, the world perceives to be the most important, but it's what's important to me. And I think I have a hard time as a people pleaser kind of reconciling those two things as well. For sure. Um, Yeah, great awareness. Um, It sounds like you are busy sort of by nature of, of all the hats that you wear. So um, perhaps that's sort of a default for you. You're a mom, a wife, a friend, a supporter. Um, But it sounds like in your heart, you would like to focus on maybe something that's a priority for you. What's truly a priority for you. And if, if you could pause and, take a moment to, to triage all the things that you have in front of you today. Um, I'd be curious what, what would be a priority for you? Well, maybe that's my other, (laughs) other problem is I, I do have a hard time doing that triage exercise because maybe I have a lot of things that happen to me. (laughs) I hear the voice in the shoulder. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) No, I think, you know, first and foremost, of course, you know, I feel like I love being present for my kids and being able Mm -hmm. to, you know, do small things, even like, you know, schedule our our sessions such that I can take my daughter to school. And, you know, I think that I do try to prioritize in terms of what my kids need from me and, you know, you know, what I can get from that as well. It makes me feel really great to be able to be a part of their lives. And, you know, even if a lot of that is just schlepping them in the car, you know, just being able to be there, I think is something that's important to me and something that I really appreciate and look for ways to kind of enable, whether that's, you know, having a more flexible professional schedule or, you know, being able to um, work around kind of being there for them. I think that would probably be my top priority most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but I think with that also comes the idea of um, sacrificing other things that, you know, I could be doing as well. (laughs) I need a clone, Maeve. I need a clone and... (laughs) We can discuss that in our next session. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure Samira has some ideas on how we can clone you. Yeah, exactly. We'll be launching that tool soon. (laughs) Are you a mother wearing multiple hats? Exactly. (laughs) We have the solution for you. Exactly. Yes. One day. Well, um, Selena's aside, I would like to ask you, what do you feel you need to address or resolve in order to be able to make a a moment of focus and pause throughout the day? Um, I think I need to almost give myself permission to do that. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's counterintuitive, but in some ways I almost think I need to 
schedule that time mindfully and that maybe that is enabling the, you know, kind of chaotic piece. But I do think that I don't naturally default to doing that. So, you know, whether it's five minutes or, you know, whatever the, the time amount is, I do think that having a specific time to do that and also kind of a specific process to go through to like kind of reset in some ways would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So scheduling specific times throughout the day to sort of do a body check perhaps. Yeah. Um, and also being very specific about what you're going to do during this time. Yes. It sounds like might work for you. Yes. I okay. So. Yeah. Um, and when might you schedule these body checks or, or po personal pauses or how would you like to call them? <laughs> yeah. Personal pause. I almost think midday might be the best time for that. I think a, you know, mornings for me tend to be kind of chaotic, just getting everyone where they need to be and <clears throat> kind of kickstarting the day. So I don't know that that is as valuable as maybe the kind of midday, mm -hmm. you know, just refresh or reset or I don't, you know, however I want to think about that might be a good time to do that. Mm -hmm. And how reasonable is that for you? Midday reset. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think at midday, I can definitely carve out some time to do that for sure. Okay. And um, what might be on the agenda for your reset? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, how about a massage? <laughs> Maybe a quick nap. Um, no, I mean, I think even just you know, the breathing, uh, honestly, almost something almost meditative would probably be helpful. Um, mm -hmm. I do find that anytime I have kind of short breaks, I also have two puppies. So that tends to be like, oh, let's go run the puppies around or let's go, you know, it's always filling in doing little things. And not to say that I don't get enjoyment from running around with the puppies. They're great most of the time. And I'm super early in the morning when one of them likes to wake up. That's another, that's for another session. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, everything tends to be about, you know, fitting in what other people or animals need versus just taking a moment for myself. And that's mm -hmm. really hard for me to do because I do want to, you know, be there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so for your question though, <laughs> maybe breathing kind of started to, then I derailed there a little bit. Okay. So you want to do some <laughs> repeat after me. <laughs> so a midday reset, um, including breathing, what exactly is this breathing exercise going to entail and how long will it last? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I get reminders from my watch. It's like, take a moment to breathe. And I always just dismiss. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I won't go by what the watch says. Um, no, I'm thinking, you know, 
maybe a five minutes in total. I don't think it has to be incredibly long, but I think mm -hmm. that it's almost like closing my eyes and just, I don't even think deep breathing. I don't even know that it needs to actually be anything. Well, to be honest, I don't know a lot of specific breathing techniques aside mm -hmm. from deep breathing and actually like, you know, being cognizant of your breath. I've, you know, done some of that type of, of brief meditating in the past, way past, like a long time ago. So, <laughs> um, so I know that always feels good and helps. Um, mm -hmm. I can't quite imagine doing that for five minutes, but I could try. <laughs> okay. Um, so it sounds like you've tried sort of meditation, deep breathing in the past, and you've enjoyed it. It's, it's had benefits, right? Yeah, um, and that's why you're sort of pulling this into the, the midday reset yes. because you know that it's going to help you yes. sort of center yourself, right? right. Um, what else, if anything, might you add into this, this midday pause? to sort of center yourself. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to think of things that are not distracting because that's the other thing that I tend to do, which is okay, let me, you know, check my email and my phone. Basically anything mm -hmm. that has to do with my phone is not good. <laughs> I feel like that just adds to the the chaos and derails any sort of focus that mm -hmm. I'm trying to achieve. So I think the breathing piece of it, I don't know if even just you know standing outside or you know, kind of changing locations, even if it's just minimal, um, mm -hmm. would also, I think, be helpful. Okay. And why is that important to you? I'm, you know, I work from home. I, I basically do everything from home. And so I think having, it's very difficult to create boundaries for what is done when, because mm -hmm. I I'm at home, I'm at work. Like it's all, you know, kind of a very fluid thing, which for many reasons is great. I mean, I love that flexibility, but I mm -hmm. also very difficult to um, create space outside of that um, just because, again, I'm always trying to pack it in. <laughs> so I think even standing outside and granted I'm in Portland, so maybe that's only <laughs> a limited amount of time before I have to find a covered area <laughs> to stand outside. <laughs> Um, right now it's lovely here and it would be, you know, nice to just step outside and breathe and reset. I think that actually yeah. sounds really kind of decadent actually. <laughs> yeah. It totally makes sense that you would want to not only leave the house, but step outside in the beautiful fall air, given that you work from home, um, and, and that you're trying to pack in as much as possible, right? The the very act of physically cross, crossing the threshold, yes. you know, outside could be a, a visual cue for you to yeah. Yeah, sort of so. center. Where, you know, I, I do grapple. I, you know, as the dogs get older, it will be easier. You know, they see, oh, mom's going outside. That means we go outside. And so I will have to find a place where they cannot see me <laughs> so that I <laughs> Let us out too. <laughs> so, yeah, along the lines of the dogs, what what other potential barriers do you see in 
sort of preventing you or challenging you during your midday reset? I think the fact that my schedule is not super stable, I guess, for it, it changes mm -hmm. a lot. And, you know, um, again, you know, kind of the, the collateral damage from having the flexibility of working from home and doing a lot of remote work is the fact that you can kind of squeeze it in anywhere, which is what I tend to do. And, yeah. um, you know, I have one daughter who's a ice skater, so I'm taking her to the rink, and picking her up and her schedule changes, you know, sometimes daily. And so being able to, again, I want to be able to do that because we have wonderful conversations in the car and, you know, that's a special kind of sacred time for me with her. Mm -hmm. um, but on the flip side, it also sometimes, oh, you know, now I'm going to use lunchtime to go grab her and bring her home. And um, so I think the, the scheduling piece of it, when I say midday reset, I think I'm going to have to have some grace as to, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be at the exact same time every day, but it does need to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like you can, you're, you're willing to be flexible about when exactly this reset is, but you are clear with yourself that it does need to happen at some point in the day. And it sounds like you're also very clear that your priorities are to be present and there for your children. Um, I'm curious if you were able to incorporate this reset every day, say for the next week, um, how do you think that might affect how you show up for your kids? I mean, I think it will do nothing but help that. Honestly, I think that, you know, if I can kind of take that regrouping moment and then not have, I always call it the little hamster running around in my head, the wheel will slow down a little bit, hopefully, you know, by having that pause. And, um, and I think I will be able to be more present. It won't be, what do I need to do next? Oh, did I answer that email? Did I, you know, there's always just lots of stuff happening. Sounds like <laughs> it. <little> hamster. <laughs> so I think that just that slowing down and being deliberate about something versus trying to squeeze it in will be helpful in, you know, the ability to focus in the moment, really. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you mentioned the dogs and the forever changing daily schedule of yours um, and how you might overcome those barriers. I'm curious, I wanted to touch on something you said earlier, which is when you do actually pause, um, the voice sort of activates on the shoulder or the hamster wheel is becomes very tempting. Um, how might you overcome that? That's an excellent question, Maeve. <laughs> I'm trying to pause to think about that. Um, I was going to make a bad joke about, you know, flicking them, you know, off my shoulder and out of my mind. My hope, I think, is that by breathing, that will quiet them. Mm -hmm. um, I've had success with that in the past. Once I, it's almost like I need like a minute to prep for my paw, you know, like to just kind of mentally almost just get ready to allow myself to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think the focusing on the breathing is helpful with that because mm -hmm. it directs 
those little creatures that sound kind of creepy when I say it like that. Um, it directs that energy almost to something else versus letting them run free. Um, so I think that will be helpful with that. Mm -hmm. oh, that's also um, some great awareness. Um, you also mentioned earlier that you feel like you need to give yourself permission for the pause. How do you feel about that now? I think that it makes me feel better about it now with the idea of it being a regular thing that is just a part of the, you know, checklist of the day, so to speak, where it mm -hmm. actually becomes something that I'm being very deliberate about versus feeling guilty for taking a break or I think the permission for me almost comes with scheduling it, which may be a pathological thing, but <laughs> we can address that in another session. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, Meg. Sounds like it. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. But it's, it sounds like that's going to work for you or could potentially work for you scheduling yeah. it in. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, how are you going to hold yourself accountable? Well, I think I need you to hold accountable for that. I no. charge extra for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think, I mean, I think honestly, accountability is a huge thing for me and always has been. Like I, mm -hmm. I don't often feel accountable to myself. It helps me to have someone that's counting on me for something, which is why I mm -hmm. joked about it that. <laughs> um, but I, I think again, um, honestly, I think just communicating this to my family and to my work team and just saying like, Hey, you guys, like I'm taking my midday pause. It's going to help me reset. I think, um, I think that will help as well. Having everyone, you know, kind of out of curiosity, check in like, Oh, are you still doing your pause? Like, you know, <laughs> I want it to become something. I mean, and to be honest with you, I think this is something that's also useful for my daughters to see you know, mm -hmm. different tools and techniques to, you know, um, improve various parts of life, whatever that may be. And I want them to know, like, this is a tool I'm using, like, ask me about it, like check in, you know, and I think that sort of accountability is also very helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think also giving myself grace and not shaming myself. If I do, you know, miss a day here and there, I think that's, I always tend to be very hard on myself when I feel like I'm not, um, not following the rules or adhering to, you know, what I've said. So I do think that inherently this will be a good exercise also in that piece of it of, you know, doing your best to make it happen, knowing the benefits if you do, but also not, you know, totally being angry at yourself if, you know, being angry at myself, I should say. Do you see how I've already directed this at the clone Molly? <laughs> You're ready for her. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of benefits of having a clone. <laughs> I like this too. <laughs> well, like you said before, you can't be perfect at everything, especially when you wear 8,000 hats. So, um, Yes. That's a hard kindness. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. 
Don't we all? Um, another benefit that you mentioned was that you might be sort of embodying or sort of role modeling a healthy way to not only stay healthy, but maybe show yourself some self-respect. And that, that might be something that your daughter's cue into. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So unfortunately, Samira gave us a time limit (laughs) and we're approaching that quickly. So in the interest of time, I just wanted to ask a few final questions. Um, First, how close or how much progress do you feel like you've made towards your goal today? I Just by talking about it, Maeve, it's now out in the world. Um, eventually, this will be a podcast for people here that I've said this. And so I feel like... By the way, I- people listening can check in on Molly. <laughs> I need to be accountable, people. <laughs> She's on LinkedIn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay. Yes. No, I think that, again, I think even just having this conversation is very helpful because this is something I always, I think like, oh, that would be good. And then I push it to the back burner because it's not a priority on the list. And um, so I feel like I've made great strides in actually putting it out there and, you know, holding myself accountable for that. Yeah. Well, I just want to congratulate you, Molly. You've done a lot of work and made a lot of progress in a short amount of time. And it really shows that when you do just take a moment and focus on yourself, a lot can happen. Um, And I also want to congratulate you for sort of giving yourself permission to be coached for an hour. Like this is, this is putting you first. Yeah. So you're right. This is awesome. I just feel like it, it is something that, you know, I don't rant myself and, um, you know, it takes a village to do this thing we call life and having, you know, coaches and friends and family along the way to help that. It's just such a yeah. team effort. And um, I'm a fan of this coaching thing, Maeve. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we see the benefits. Excellent. <laughs> okay. And um, what have you learned about yourself today? Well, I've learned that I need a clone. I'll call them But in addition to that, (laughs) I've also learned that, you know, I think um, it's okay to have myself as a priority, um, Mm -hmm. as difficult as that sometimes feels in terms of squeezing that into the chaos of life. And I do think that by, you know, creating boundaries for myself and for, you know, giving myself even just the five minutes, you know, midday pause. I'm also role modeling to my kids that we do have to take care of ourselves. And, you know, again, I think with cancer, you are very focused on, oh, I need to cure. I need to, you know, cure these physical things that have happened to me. But man, there's a lot of (laughs) other things that happen, you know, going through that process. I think it's very easy once you're out of that kind of, or for me, I should say, out of that active piece of it to say, okay, that's done. Like, let's move on. And really, you know, it informs everything. And I think, you know, being aware of that and, you know, able to channel the good parts of it into this sort of self-improvement is really helpful. Yes. Beautifully put. Um, How would you like to close the session today? Um, well, Maeve, I think we've come up with a list of future sessions, <laughs> so perhaps I should book my next one now. 
but no, I just wanted to thank you for the work you're doing. I know that you would typically never share in a session that you've been through cancer as well. So I think being aware of that, um, you know, the empathy that just naturally happens as a result of walking the path is really, like, I felt that even though, um, it never came up explicitly. So I appreciate you and I appreciate what you're doing. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Okay. And anyone who's listening, who's interested in coaching can sign up on the Manta website. Um, Molly, do you have any other further comments? No, just, um, again, thank you for the work you're doing and hopefully together we can help make the cancer experience a little easier for people. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs> This podcast, show notes, and newsletter is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or any materials linked from this blog is at the user's own risk. The content here is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.